This is episode 279, Move from Unhealthy to Healthy Relationships with Elizabeth. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm just finishing up my week-long retreat at Dr. Joe Dispenza. You probably heard me talk about it on the Coach's Corner last week, or if you follow me on Instagram. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do. It's Christine Hassler. It's the social media platform I use the most. And I'll be honest, I did not have the space because I was meditating and attending a retreat for, gosh, 12, 13 hours a day to do a fresh episode for you. So I am replaying an episode back from over two years ago that is one of the most popular, one of my favorites. And even if you've listened to every episode, this is a great one to re-listen to because there's so many tidbits that come out of this. And even if you're in a healthy relationship or relationships aren't the area where you seem to struggle or have most of your lessons, this is still an important episode to listen to because I talk so much about breaking out of patterns and breaking out of patterns and habitual emotions was my biggest takeaway from Dr. Joe. It's the second time I've been to his advanced retreat. And this time it was easier. The meditations were easier, still hard, but easier, especially the 4am one that lasts four and a half hours. But they were, I noticed that I was able to drop in easier. I still had my thoughts and my mind wandering What I'm really aware of is just how all of us get stuck in habitual reactions, habitual patterns. Maybe some of you have a habitual pattern of feeling sad or feeling victimized or feeling angry or being reactive or people-pleasing or worrying too much about someone else's feelings versus your own or not making self-honoring choices or making selfish choices. We all have these habitual patterns that came about usually out of trauma or out of something happening to us where we developed a coping mechanism. But part of our evolution and part of our healing process after we deal with a lot of the trauma and deal with a lot of the emotions that we talk so much about on the show is to really look at where we just get stuck in bad habits and how we break free of them. So I want you this week to bring your attention to your habitual reactions. When something happens, what's your default emotion? What are your default thought patterns? And really question yourself and really call yourself forward and remind yourself, I can't control everything that happens in my life. However, I do have complete choice on how I respond to it and see if you can break out of some of those habitual patterns. And in the next coaching episodes, I'll I'll work with this a little bit more with people so you can really see it in action. Which brings me to our coaching session for today's episode with Elizabeth. Her initial question was she wanted me to give her some daily actions or thoughts or practices that she could do to feel enough. She really was struggling with enoughness. But eventually our conversation moves from getting over what she calls toxic relationships from her past to truly embracing rather than sabotaging the healthy relationship she's in now. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you struggle with not feeling enough? Have you ever had what you call a toxic relationship? 
Do you doubt that the people in your life really love you and see you? Or do you fear that you will not measure up in some way? Is there a fierce inner critic that lives inside your head? And even though you know you should be nicer to yourself, you just cannot seem to change your self-talk. So keep these questions in mind. And now on to my coaching session with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. What's your question? I guess what are some daily actions, mantras, thoughts that you encourage people to take to, I know it, 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 there's no silver bullet for this and it's a lifetime you know, of work that will go into this, but this feeling of being enough, enough in our lives, enough for our partners, enough for our mm. families, enough for the career path we've chosen. I know that there, it's probably a very specific answer to each individual person, and and I and I know there's no one answer, one size fits all. But I, I've struggled in all of the work that I have been doing mm-hmm. on myself and through expectation hangover. Yeah, tell me a little bit about how you've been the work you have done on yourself and how you've struggled with this. Um, it's connecting what I know intellectually with with the heart. Like they're just to competing voices and expectation hangover has was hugely hugely important in overcoming kind of like the lowest point of my life up to that point and for whatever reason I was able to make that connection like the head and the heart were totally talking to each other and I was able to move through that and I felt like I came out the other side of the lowest point of my life stronger and more capable of dealing with whatever came next and where I'm at right now is just this this like very strange disconnect between feeling like what I have to offer in my interpersonal relationships specifically with my partner and what I have to offer as an artist in my community are just like not enough like it's just and kind of pointless and I think it's kind of symptomatic of what's going on in the world and just feeling like, why am I even here? What am I even spending my time doing these things when there's so much else going on that's so troubling and so upsetting? And Right. Well, hold on. I, I just don't, I just don't feel. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So yeah. take a breath. Because <laughs> this is one of the things your mind does. You verbally yeah. just showed me what your mind does. <laughs> yeah. It just is like this and then this and then. Da, 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 and oh, really, this is about being in the present moment, being in mm-hmm. your body, and feeling your feelings. Mm-hmm. This is not something that can be sorted out with the mind. And I hear mm-hmm. you because it's a lot of us can look to the outside world, and it's important to look to the outside world. And be aware mm-hmm. of what's going on and have compassion for it. Mm-hmm. However, it can also be a distraction from our own work. And we're all mm-hmm. much better to serve the world when we're coming from a healthy place versus a reactive place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So a big part for you in terms of a tool <laughs> would be to stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. Just stop and breathe when your mind starts racing. You know, in Expectation Hangover, the book you mentioned, we talk about the horseback rider and we talk about the mm-hmm. minds like this galloping stallion 
but our awareness is the rider that has the reins. Mm-hmm. So there's a fundamental owie that created a fundamental misunderstanding that perpetuates this feeling of not enoughness. Do you have any idea what that is? I, oh, I would like to say that it was the eight-year toxic relationship that I got out of, but I feel like that was symptomatic of something that I learned earlier, like much younger. You know, we, we use, like you've said, that um, and that was something that helped me so much was like, you know, people come into our lives mm-hmm. for reasons. You know, you know there's, a, there's a soul contract we have with somebody that helps us, you know, address the things we need to address. And I believe that that was what that was. So if I were to go back even further to when I was younger, yeah, I think there was something there about, um, you know, not if my grades weren't good enough, if I um, didn't get like a specific part in the school play, if I didn't behave a certain way that like that in order to do all those things and do them right, right, right. Um, I could be guaranteed to at least not get negative attention right. and sometimes not even attention at all. Like, right. Yeah. So, and this is very common. So you're helping so many people on this call today because not enoughness is the biggest human epidemic out there today that's that's right. impacting our health <laughs> and our well-being and our wealth and our happiness and everything. And what's so mm-hmm. funny is that we mm-hmm. all we all believe it. And it's like, well, we think everybody else is enough, but then we look at ourselves and we're like the one person on the planet who's not enough. So I'm just bringing a little lightness to this because the thing I really want to stress to you, Elizabeth, is this doesn't have to be so hard. Nothing's wrong with you. You're just human. This is a superhuman problem. It would be like if you called in and I'm not making fun of you at all. I just want to like retweak that your brain a little bit on this. Imagine if I called you up and I said, Elizabeth, I have this thing that happens to me where every like five hours or so during the day, I get hungry. I, I've tried to solve this. I don't know what's wrong with me. Something must be broken. What would you say to me? What would you say? So normal. Yeah. Everybody gets hungry. Everybody gets hungry. Okay. So let's stay with that. Everybody gets hungry. Just like everybody has temporary amnesia and forgets the truth of who they are and feels not enough. Because mm-hmm. we have these egos that rule our life and, and the conscious mind that's disconnected from the truth of who we are that really believes that our worthiness is conditional. And it gets yeah. set up in our brain that way. If I get good grades, then I either get validation and or I avoid trouble. If I don't get good yeah. grades, if I don't get cast in the play, then I don't fit in. I don't belong. I don't get validation. I get criticism. So it's been wired in your brain that your worth and your safety is conditional. And honestly, if this is one of the biggest soul lessons that we're all here to learn, then we all have triggering experiences in our own way that wires it up into this misunderstanding. Eventually, we will Mm -hmm. evolve humanity and consciousness enough so that that doesn't happen, so that we're raising our kids differently, so that we live in a different kind of world where that wire isn't crossed anymore. It's just like none of us believe the world is flat anymore because it's been proven the world is round. Eventually we will evolve out of that and we're in the process and you're doing your part 
as a human being on the planet, evolving consciousness to evolve out of this. So part of you has to observe the part of you that has temporary amnesia and is like, oh, wait, you're just doing that hungry thing again. You're just doing that forgetful thing again of thinking you're not enough. Mm. It's just a thought. That like, yeah, 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 it's just a thought. It doesn't mean it's real. (laughs) It doesn't, but, but because you've got love attached to being a certain way, it feels Mm. really real. So I want to just kind of put a period on that just to give you some lightness and a way to work with it. But I want to see if I can help shift some of the belief systems around, I need to be a certain way to get love and to be in relationships. So you mentioned a toxic relationship. Are you in a relationship now? Yes. And it's great. And it's super fulfilling. And I'm so happy. I just, it's this voice that's like, that just, it is nothing that my partner does or says or how he acts or anything. He, uh, it's, it's a completely different situation um, than what I was in. And it's just my own bad habit of being really mean to myself. Mm, and It's more and than, it's more than just me. your bad habit. It's more than just your bad habit. Okay. It's more than just your bad mm-hmm. habit. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm not saying that to criticize you. I just, again, want to normalize what you're experiencing. Consciously, you know, your partner isn't your last partner or isn't the parent that toxic person reminded you of or whatever it is. Well, let me just, let me just dissect this a little bit. I don't need too much story. The toxic relationship, what was toxic about it? It was very manipulative Mm -hmm. and went on way past its expiration date. Mm -hmm. And I compromised my beliefs and my values to an enormous degree to make this other person happy. But what was he... Manipulative, okay. passive aggressive, narcissistic, what all, uh, verbally all abusive. Above. Okay. And and who did that remind you of from your past? What was that who was that like? Uh it was kind of strange, but it was a little bit of a dynamic between both my mom and my dad. There were okay. aspects of both my parents. Okay. So yeah. it's almost like both of them and their relationship together you were playing out. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yes. So he was familiar and the brain, until we do some healing work, confuses familiarity with love. Mm -hmm. So I really want you to forgive yourself like deeply because you said you stayed in it longer than the next expiration date. You stayed in it as long Mm -hmm. as you needed to. So your unconscious mind, which rules most of our behavior and decisions, thought that was love Mm -hmm. because it was familiar. Okay. So. For a while, until you've done a lot of work on yourself, you confused, you well, basically what was familiar, what was love, was love. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So beautiful. And you had this eight-year toxic relationship. Let's just call it an eight-year relationship that was mm-hmm. a big teacher. Let's just take the word toxic out of it so we can remove the charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Yep. And you had this relationship that really clarified for you and sent you on your spiritual path and really had you dive into personal development. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. So blessing. What's, What's happening to part of your brain is love and familiarity are still wired together. So your partner now, make up a name for him. You don't have to give me his real name. Sam. Sam. Okay. Sam. 
<laughs> Sam is both love to he's love to you now, but real love. But since you mm-hmm. have love tied up with familiar, you often look at Sam as also mom and dad because your brain's confused. Your brain's like, oh, wait, I love Sam. I love Sam. But wait, love is passive aggressive and narcissistic and mentally abusive. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, so Sam is that too. Mm. Mm. Does this, is this making sense to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I would encourage you to do when you start to get, I'm not enough, or you start to get scared or whatever, is you go mm-hmm. to him and you say to yourself, or you say out loud to him, you're not them. You're not, let's say mom's mom and dad's name is um, Jack and Jill. <laughs> you're not Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. You're not my ex, Nathan. Mm-hmm. You're Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you. You love me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what's happening in your body? Oh, I just, uh, I feel a big wave of kind of relief just to be able to be like, oh, that's, that's what it is. That yeah. is what it is. Yeah. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your brain's just a little confused. And this is, this is very, yep. very, very common when we actually like, it's so, it's so interesting, right? We spend all this time trying to heal ourselves and then we do. And a part of us freaks out. It's like, wait, <laughs> I'm getting everything I want. Like, well, this is, this is a healthy relationship. Shit. Wow. What do I do now? Yeah. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <gasps> Let me sabotage it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That, that, oh, I'm trying to also to quiet the judgment brain that goes like, oh, you idiot. Didn't you know this in the first place? But like, it's, that's a whole nother set of work that I need to do. But well, it's uh, not the it, overriding feeling is yeah. like warmth and like, mm. oh, yes. Okay. That makes sense. So let's talk to that part yeah. that called you an idiot. <laughs> let's give that part a name. What, what do you want to call that part? Uh, um, bratty cat, bratty, bratty cat. cat. <laughs> okay. And how does bratty cat protect you? How does she help you? Uh, by, uh, telling me, uh, to not take risks mm-hmm. and, and don't trust anything because you'll be let down and you right. don't want to be let down again. Okay. So she's protecting you from disappointment and yeah. she knows that you really like this Sam guy. And so the risk is high because you really mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So she's going to come in sometimes and be like, you're an idiot for not seeing this sooner. Um, you're not good enough for him. Uh, why'd you say that? Oh, you don't look very good today. Oh, that other girl is cuter mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know what bratty catty says mm-hmm. or bratty cat says, but does that kind of sound like her? Oh, this is verbatim. Okay. Okay, <laughs> great. So can you see that she's really just terrified and is working yeah. really hard to protect you because she can feel how much this matters. Oh yeah. 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 So what if I said to her right now, thank you so much for doing such a good job and being hyper vigilant 
about protecting me. Mm. And we're safe. I don't need mm. this kind of protection anymore. And we could give her a bit of a new job description. Mm-hmm. So trying to... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but... Um, <laughs> well, she's really good uh, at protecting you. So what if we could make her hypervigilant mm-hmm. about the times you're starting to shut down or pull away? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. What if she could come in yeah. and she could be like... Um, okay, Elizabeth, like your heart's shutting down. Mm-hmm. You're judging yourself mm-hmm. right now. What if she mm-hmm. could be more of mm-hmm. the coach than the inner critic and just point out to you, because if she needs to be hypervigilant and attentive to something and she needs, and she wants to protect mm-hmm. you, that's her highest function. Maybe she could help mm-hmm. protect you from sabotaging yourself. <laughs> that. That's like, that's so revelatory. Hmm. That's just, uh, my mind just feels blown. Because, <laughs> hmm. yeah, she's just going to be there. I can't, I can't eliminate it. Right. But it'd be nice to have something on my side. Yeah. Yeah. And she can yeah. be, quote unquote, hard on you and putting hard in the air quotes and kind of like a tough love. Yeah. I mean, you, you've heard me coach, you listen to the show, like sometimes I'm pretty direct and tough, but it's, it's not in a critical way. You know, I say to people on the show, I say to clients, you're heading down the road of sabotaging this. You're heading down the road of like this, making it really hard on your children. You're, you know, I, I, I'm direct, but it's, it's in that tough love. And that's one of the things that's helped me with my inner critic is it needs, it, it's been so hypervigilant and so watching me <laughs> and so protecting me for mm-hmm. so long that completely trying to mute it has not worked. Right. Right. So I have yeah. that part of me fight for the things I want and protect me from sabotaging myself. So this takes some practice. That's great. And bratty Kathy still may yeah. come out. And what I would recommend when she comes out is to get a piece of paper and do release writing. Just let her speak, mm-hmm. let her air it out, and then rip it up. Or let her throw a little temper okay. tantrum or whatever it needs to be. And then be like, okay, okay. what could what could bratty cat did you call her bratty cat or Kathy? Bratty cat, like it's big, yeah, brat cat. Okay, a brat cat. Okay. So in her new job description, in her promotion. What is her name in that role? <laughs> oh, uh, fancy feline. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. And cats are very, I'm very cat-like. So I get that. Cats yeah. like know when to nuzzle up and they know when they need their space. Yeah. Cats are very self-honoring. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She can be self-honoring and not uh, <laughs> not a brat. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And if the brat comes out, you you release that and release writing, and you thank it. Mm-hmm. You say, "I know you're working to protect me. Remember, this is how we're going to protect ourselves now. We've got a new job. Mm-hmm. We've got a new protection." Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
I'm writing all this down right now too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's great. Oh, I feel like I could do that. I know I could do that. You absolutely can. You absolutely can. And all of yeah. this, everything we've talked about will help with the not enoughness. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And fancy feline can help with that too. She can come in and be like, look, we're just like all the other cats thinking sometimes we're not enough. We're just so silly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. This, this is, I feel better already. Uh, you're, I don't know how you do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do it. Well, you were oh very open to it. So thank you so much for your openness and your vulnerability. Oh, thank you, Christine. Thank you for all the work you do with all of us. My pleasure. <laughs> so, it's just, it's so life-changing. It really is. It's my honor. Major acknowledgement to Elizabeth for her honesty, vulnerability, and willingness to create transformation in her life by shifting her own inner dialogue and consequently behavior. Elizabeth mentioned my last book, Expectation Hangover, in this episode. That's always available to you on Amazon. If you want to listen to the audio version of the book and haven't taken advantage of the free trial for my listeners that Audible is offering you, you can go ahead and take advantage of that at audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. That link will be in the show notes. I explained a lot as I coached on this call, so I'm just going to go over some of the highlights. Elizabeth verbally showed me what her mind does. It just kind of goes and goes and goes and goes. So a big part of working with her was just slowing her down. I have to do this with myself too. We think fast, we move fast, we talk fast, we eat fast, and we breathe fast. And I'm reminded of an elementary school. I grew up in Texas, and so we had to do like tornado drills and fire drills a lot. And one of the fire drill things that they did was to stop, drop, and roll. And what I often say to myself internally is stop, drop, and breathe. Like stop my thoughts, drop into my heart and my belly, and breathe. So let's just all do that together. Stop for a moment. Drop into your heart and belly and breathe. Take a deep breath with me. And from that place of slowing down the mind and slowing down the nervous system... I was able to do much deeper work with her and get to some bigger ahas. Because really what we wanted to get at here was the fundamental ouch or significant life event that created the misunderstanding that perpetuates her feeling of not enoughness. Because if you listen to this show, you know that things aren't random. We don't all of a sudden wake up one day with a feeling of not enoughness. <laughs> things happened in her life that created that misunderstanding. So Elizabeth began by talking about her toxic relationship and feeling like she wasn't enough in it, but I knew there were old limiting beliefs and unresolved issues that drew that relationship in in the first place. So we went back even further. We talked about how her parents' relationship was toxic. We talked about how she never felt enough was enough. You know, she had to get the grade. She had to be, have, get the part in the play. She had to be on good behavior. In order to be loved or just not get negative attention, she had to do something. That's when the when, then, or if, then programming began in her brain. Love became an equation. When I do this, then I get that versus a feeling. And she never felt like enough because her enoughness was always dependent on some external thing happening. So I want to bring lightness to this like I did in the episode with her. 
this feeling of not enoughness is a superhuman problem. How many times have we talked about it on the show? When I asked, how many of you ever feel not enough or unlovable or broken in some way? Every single hand went up. And I compared it to like everybody gets hungry and has to eat. And occasionally everybody has temporary amnesia, forgets who they are, and we need to be reminded. We need to feed ourselves with the truth. Eventually we will evolve out of this not enoughness thinking and we'll raise different children so that we don't all have to have this major human epidemic. So just know by listening to the show, by doing your work, by reminding yourself, by feeding yourself with the truth many, many times a day, you're doing your part on the planet to evolve consciousness. So back to Elizabeth. We dove more into what she called her toxic relationship and I hope you noticed how I asked her to stop calling it that. Watch your language around things. You don't want to carry around, oh, I have this toxic relationship. Take the word toxic out of it. It was a teaching relationship. Had an expiration date. It's a major blessing. Kind of the last major point I want to emphasize before I get to your takeaways is how our brain often confuses familiarity with love. So Elizabeth was a little familiar with the dynamic that was in her so-called toxic relationship or her lesson relationship and the dynamic she experienced from her mom and dad as parents and her mom and dad as a couple. So that kind of toxic, tense, conditional love felt more familiar to her. So she still had a degree of safety and familiarity with this unhealthy love, which is very common. So then when healthy love comes her way, she gets confused. Her brain gets confused because one part of her goes, no, this is great. This is loving. Like this is not the so-called toxic relationship. But on the other hand, it's like, whoa, 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 this feels unfamiliar. What is this? I don't know what this is. Ah! And so part of Elizabeth is freaking out and it's kind of an upper limits problem. It's one of those things where it's like this kind of new good is coming into her life and there's a part of her that's freaking out. So I really encouraged her to keep telling her brain and telling her nervous system and telling her unconscious mind and telling her younger parts that Sam is not them. To really like tell herself, this is Sam. I am here now. He is safe. So that she could really let that kind of love, that kind of healthy love be more familiar. And then I also worked with her on giving her inner critic or hypervigilant part, just a new job description. You've heard me say before, when we try to kill off parts of ourselves, it doesn't work that well. Works much better to give them a new job description. I have a super hypervigilant part of me, but when I'm hypervigilant about the things that I want to feed in my life, the healthy things, that part is satisfied and I don't have to be hypervigilant about unhealthy stuff. So some takeaways for you. Bring some lightness to your issues. If you struggle with not enoughness or brokenness or whatever, when you go into that, just think of it, oh, I'm hungry for the truth. Got to feed myself some truth and then feed yourself some truth. Watch your language. Watch what you're affirming. Watch what you're calling things. Slow down. Stop. Drop in and breathe. Give parts a new job description. Like parts you want to shift, give them a new job description. Give them a new role instead of trying to just kill them off. And finally, if you'd like some additional help breaking some patterns and really dealing with those old issues, you can always join me for my personal mastery course, christinehassler.com slash personal mastery. That's where you get a really good six module course on how to shift emotionally, mentally, behaviorally, 
physically and spiritually. And you have access to a year's worth of monthly coaching calls where you can get on live with me. It's an incredible community. We have a Facebook group as well. And also don't forget our Be The Queen program starts very, very soon. We're almost full. We're closing enrollment soon. You can join us for that at christinehasler.com slash be the queen. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 